From the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. Are they coming on on a Monday or not? Yes, they are. Steve Cofield, Cofield and Company. Willie Ramirez is here. Finley, Toyota Studios. Ari, steering the ship. Lots of stuff to get to. Boy, the NHL not going the way I thought it was in the playoffs, and the NBA not going like I thought it was going to play out. Crazy, crazy weekend. So we got one league looking at potentially high drama the rest of the way if the games are this close, and then the the other sport, I don't know what happened this weekend in the NBA. We're going to unhatch that. Talking to John Von Tobel in the middle of the show. What's up, Willie? What's happening? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot, man. What'd you do this weekend? Uh, well. Work, 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 work. I work. watched a controversial decision in a fight, and I went to a Golden Knights game. Two Golden Knights games, Friday, Sunday, and went to the fight on Saturday Got a, of course, got some workouts in. And other than that, just uh, trying to plan out the next two weeks because I, I really didn't have, I, I don't, I don't know how to word this. I didn't schedule or in my thought process think that I would be covering the Stanley Cup final. And I believe that I will be probably covering my Stan, second Stanley Cup final in six years. There you go. There you go. Ari, what'd you do this weekend? Hello. All right, if you're going to be involved I, in the show, preparation is key. Yeah, I didn't uh, get the memo. Yeah, no, I uh, was 58 entry to the studio. Yeah. Hurts, hurts the cause. Yeah. How was your watch party? It was awesome. It was a good time. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. We had some fans. I got to shout out uh, Romo because he is a big listener of ours. Yeah, I thought you weren't going to shout him out. I decided. I didn't know I was going to have the mic. Oh, that's why I turned it on. Do what I want when I'm on the mic, right? There you go. Uh, yeah, no, it was a good time. So Aces, Romo? Aces looked great. Uh, I know that we'll talk nice. about that later. Maybe that's uh, debatable, but. Yes, we'll get into yeah, it. it. You see time. the Kelsey Plum Google Pixel commercial? Oh yeah. All right, that was a good. That was a good. Good. Oh yeah. You know, I forgot to do a shout out from last week. How about this one? This is going to sound like I'm puffing out my chest, but I'm not. But maybe I am. Uh, two weeks ago, I go on vacation to Jamaica. We get out of the airport. We're waiting for a shuttle. I look to my left, and a young man walks up, and he's got a VGK, uh, VGK hat on. He's got a Golden Knights hat on in Jamaica. Jamaica. Montego Bay, Jamaica, the man has a Golden Knights hat on. So I walk over to the shuttle, and they're taking some luggage, and I hear someone behind me go, Cofield? Cliff, a listener to the show? That was him in the VGK hat in Jamaica. It sounds like I'm making it up. Well, you know no. what an ego I have that I was like to shout out fans when they know who I am. But it was Cliff and Tanya. They were all fired up. And they're like, we got to take a picture. I cannot remember if we took a picture. I think we did. Because then I also said, hey, we're staying in the same like line of three resorts. Um, we're not allowed at yours. This is me speaking to him, to Cliff, because it's too ritzy. 
Mm. But you can come to ours. You were at were you at Edenism or no? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was. He was. <laughs> right. We're we're not allowed in there to uh, to uh, cross doink. Um, he never showed up. So Cliff, if you're listening, or Tanya. What the frig? I thought you were going to come over and hang with us. Yeah. The SO was there. He actually, he did, he, he was like, is that the SO? I'm like, that is the significant other. Yes, Cliff. So how cool is that? That's a shout out. But thanks to Romo, too. You got fans in Jamaica. Well, you got like fans, fans that travel worldwide. Who, who just happened and within saw a, you in Jamaica. a five-minute window to see me. That's pretty crazy. You got paparazzi. They were they wanted photos. They're they in maybe an they airport. Did, maybe they did come over to the resort. Yeah. And they were just shooting photos on me. Yeah. Annihilated. Wow, annihilated. That's eh, a little strong. The annihilation was more cumulative throughout the day. Were you shammered, as they say? Uh, possibly shammered a couple of days. Possibly shammered. I kept it under control, though. Co- so collectively shammered is what you're saying. Yes, yes. It was a team shammering. Huh. Team shammering. Is that what the Knights did to the stars and their fans? They shammered them? Uh, it's possible. I have a question for you before we get into this. I have a question before we get into this. Remember back in the day when you would go to a convenience store or a, gro- uh, a, a, a gas station and, like, you get change. A lot of times, pennies, dimes, and nickels would be left on the counter or there'd be a little tray, right? Sure. You just throw yeah, it yeah, in. Let's okay. help each other. Right. Uh, is it now automatic that if, like, if the bill is, comes to and, and you're supposed to get back a penny, two pennies, yeah. a, a nickel, that are you supposed to put your hand out or they just go, okay, thanks, and then you just leave and not take your change? I don't know when this happened, but I've noticed the same thing. I just stopped up the street at a convenience store, yeah. grabbed my typical drinks, my zero-calorie drinks. I got an energy drink, my little snack beforehand. Came to seven ninety nine. I handed the guy eight bucks. It's a penny. Regardless. It's a penny. It's principal. But you could build up those pennies to a lot, he you know, a lot of dollars. He closed the door. The he goes, thanks. And yeah. I looked at him. I go, where's my change? Now, What did he say? You get he, mad? He, no, he just looked at me, and he hit the button. The, the drawer open. He grabbed the penny. He handed it to me. Okay. I said, thanks. It's principal. I don't mind leaving the penny yeah. on the but Give me my change. Do you collect your small change? I do. In the, I keep it in the console. Oh, okay. You so don't like, have like I a stop, collection at home? I do. I do also. I am a big Coinstar place. I, I like Coinstar. I, I go. I do. We'll give I, them a free pop, I, except when they charge you a fee. Hey, but they can. It is they, what it you is. Can get, you can get a. Uh, you can basically get a gift card to the Zon. It if is you do what it, and there's is. no charge that they way. U- it used to be where you could walk in with the mason jar to any casino, and they would just run yeah. it through. Now or, they don't do. Or that how about anymore. a bank? It used to be a nice purpose of a bank. Yeah. Thanks, banks. Yeah. Not not anymore. Even if you're a member. So I don't mind paying the percentage fee because it, it's an extra. Okay. I usually I usually get about an extra fifty bucks when I bring the coins in. Sure. Right. I have no problem. I used to collect ones, fives, and twenties in, um, in, a, big, I, in a big sparklets bottle. I, I actually did a little of that before this vacation, and I was surprised my, by how many singles, fives, and a couple of tens I had in there. Yeah. I was like, man, I was throwing some money in here. This is good. Nice. Builds up. You could, well, Builds up. I want my pennies. And you know who missed Where's out? Where's my $2? That extra money that you had. Better off dead. Could have bought Cliff a drink, but he didn't show up. Yeah. So Cliff will have to come out to one of our local remotes. And uh, Lost I'll, parties coming up. I'll splurge on Thursday, brother. Yeah. BGK, I'll go 77 cents on one of those beers. You can have one. So I don't understand your – it was a small diatribe to start the show there about your plans. Your assignment is going to change to the Stanley Cup final, or you didn't expect the Knights to make the Stanley Cup final? I, it's not that I didn't expect it. I just I, – I like to plan my calendar out for the month with what I know. So, like, I already have all the Aces games in there. OTAs are coming up for the Raiders. 
right? So I have my schedule planned out. I really didn't think that I'd be, which is no big deal. Hey, it's great for a freelancer, right? The more work, the more the longer they're in it. But I just didn't really think because there's with, with what comes with Stanley Cup is off day features. So between the Associated Press and the yeah. Sporting Tribune. Cornucopia, let's We're going to be jinx working it. right into June. Let's not jinx it. So look what happens. You got OTAs, you got Stanley Cup, and then July, you have training camp, mm. August preseason, September, regular season. Oh, and guess what? VGK training camp. Mm. Good for you. Good for you. Well, good for us. We're going to be on it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Cofield and company will be more, out at these places. Gives, gives it more stuff. Uh, plus gives the us Aces. More stuff to talk about. Yeah, and plus the Aces, uh-huh. right? They're, they're, they're they should be making a run yeah. into the first round of the playoffs. Before right, so they get Sunday, out. noon puck drop. Sorry to cut you off. Noon puck drop. Uh, Dallas gets out of the gates pretty quick. And now Kiviranta again out at the right point. Across to the left wing side and a shot blocked. Still on the right. A drive from Haskin and deflected into the goal. Dallas takes the lead. Dallas leads 1-0, 2.45 into the first period. Mother. Yeah. That was kind of an own goal, wasn't it? By Shea Theodore. Nothing against them. It happens. No, you know, the puck's it, flying in the air. Sometimes it's going to bounce. You know, if you're both in front of the net, bounces off them. But there there was way too much activity in front of the net. And, by the way, uh, off to the side, Kolasar had gotten blasted in the face, but I think he kind of laid there a little too long trying to get the call. I, I will say that there was a lot of extra shots. There was a lot. You know what happens when they get in the in, – when the puck goes away from the action off the back of the boards behind the goal or in the corners – I love when the player that has the advantage, the upper, and, and as the as the action goes and the refs go, they give that little push on the head and they keep pushing down. And uh, when the guy's on the all fours and they give the there was a lot of extra curricular yesterday. I I love it. I think it's cool. And I and I hope I always hope that nobody gets called for it because it's going to happen on both ends. Mm-hmm. So Dallas was doing it yesterday. I love it because it's like that extra, you know, it's like it's like when mom and dad, when you're walking into the mall or you're walking into the movie theater, mom and dad ahead and little brother, big brother, probably you did this a lot. You were the bully. And you would push an elbow and then mom turned around and then you straighten up. You know, that's what's happening. And, and I love it. I think it's. What do you mean I was the bully? I had an older brother. So? That dude. Uh, no. It's all, that dude. It's, it's all understandable. I'm now. the middle brother. We, we now I, know I, why. Did I bully my younger brother? Of course. No, but we now know why that every, all, everyone on this show is picked on. It's yeah, you're taking uh, a it little out bit. All, you're taking it all a out little on bit. Us. The the, uh, the tables have turned as I've gotten older. I think I am the bully of the other two now. Even though my older brother is like what eight years older than me, kind of bully him a little bit. Do you want to get on the couch? Get it out. I don't need to get it out. No, I'm 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 in the I'm in a good position. All right, good. Last time we got into a fight, my uh, <laughs> I with my older brother. I think, and this was like we were both. He was in his early 50s. I was in my 40s. And I think someone threw their keys at someone's head from Ooh. about 10 feet away. Nice. Mature stuff. How's that? Mature stuff. <laughs> what, what? Forget the keys. What was the keychain? Uh, I don't know. Bad arms, though. So someone didn't get hit. I can't remember Oof. if I threw or he threw. I think he might have thrown. I might have uh, edited the story, right? Yikes. All right, so halfway through the period, yeah. the Knights are down one nothing. A little mistake there. And... Then they come up big here on the power play, which always hasn't you know, been great. I think in the playoffs now, the success rate something like 18% going into the last game. Here's Mark Stone. To the goal line, it's Stevenson. Sends it out in front. Score! Off a of Dallas kick right to Stone. He buries it. Vegas ties the game. 1-1 tie. Ten minutes into the first period. Mark Stone. 
delivers the power play goal. He's got six in the playoffs. There we go. There we go. And you heard the beginning of the play. Who was it? Stevie. We brought him up last week. Stevenson. It's he's key. His speed. Troublemaker. And being able to skate with anybody yep. and skate in any situation. Chandler Stevenson, without a doubt, the unsung hero of this team. Um, and for Dallas on that play, Suter, and this is a little foreshadowing, he had some bad moments because he was there and he either didn't recognize, couldn't get the neurons firing quickly enough because he had a clear and he didn't get it out of there. And if I'm no, not mistaken, was, he's uh, the one that got the snotty side. after the game to somebody. To he, oh, he, right. okay. yeah, he wasn't too happy. And and then he, you know, asking a simple question, a reporter asked him a simple question, and he, you know, he said, "What happened?" And he goes, "What'd you see?" And then you know, it was one. Of I those saw you blow the play. So yeah. what's your reaction? That probably wasn't the reaction. To uh, his if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't it the last series too that it, it took a five on three to spark a power play goal, and then it kind of sparked things. You know, it's it's a shame that it that's what it's taking is for them. You kind of think about this high power team with the stars, the depth, the whole thing, right? In terms of the star power on this Golden Knight squad, but when it comes to the power play, the struggles. I mean, I guess it's good that hey, when they, when they do get a five on three, you got to score. They do, but it sucks that. That's what it takes for them to get sparked on the power play. ESPN Las Vegas on a Monday. Cofield and company recapping a 2-0 lead now with a 3-2 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights, both in overtime. So Robertson scored in the second. It goes 2-1 to the third. I mean, you're at there's 235 left. And at that point, you're looking at it, you're like, all right, when's Aiden Hill coming out? Because you got about 40 seconds of useful time here, and then it's going to be empty net time. And... Man, what a freaking play. I hope everyone appreciated what happened on this play. Jack Eichel did just about everything on the freaking play in three different stints. Suter plays it behind his goal. Left wall, Barbashev. Behind for Eichel. He centered. Score! Marcheseau! What a pass! Eichel to Marcheseau. He ties the game. 2.22 to go in the third period. What a setup. Freaking gigantic. And the beginning of the play... Because I got a little cut off there. All the calls, of course, from our uh, Vegas Golden Knights radio network over on Fox 1340 and 98.9 FM. Eichel is near center ice, starts getting ahead of steam, dumps it in off Ottinger, who I thought played it kind of lazy. I'm like, yeah, just kick it off to the side, you know, rebound. And then it was Suter again, wasn't it? Trying to go after the puck, and he went real slow. And then Eichel, who dumped it in, is whoosh, yeah. you know, gets it, pokes it. Then someone doesn't call, uh, cover Barbie. Barbie then flips it back to Eichel, and then Eichel, pew, reverse. Beautiful setup, and Marcia, so, and, and really Ottinger had, I mean, he, he knew that he had lazily bumped the puck away from him, but he had no idea what the hell happened. It went so quick. And what's strong about Jack Eichel is it's not just those precision passes. It's not that's that that comes that goes with the ter- that goes without saying, right? That comes with the territory when you're a center and you are at the caliber of play that he is, and being able to thread those needles. That's what he's supposed to do. It is his, the wherewithal that he has, the knowledge of every single player, not just on the Golden Knights, but of Dallas. He knows who's coming on. He knows their nuances. He knows their tendencies. He knows their system to know. The angle of where I'm at on the looking at the boards, and which direction, where I'm going with it, who's on the ice, where I, I mean, he 
That's what's amazing about him. It's almost like he's Allen Iverson in terms of just knowing where to thread, but knowing the angle to put it at. You know what? He is. It's like we have Jack Eichel and we have Chelsea Gray. We got point God and we got center God because this dude threads needles and doesn't need to even look where he's threading them. Goes to overtime. Hill has to make a save pretty early on, a good one, to turn away the Stars. And then, again, kind of sloppy play by the Stars, but really good action by Mark Stone, and then Theodore sets it all up, and guess who's Johnny on the spot? Again, Chandler Stevenson. McNabb smacks it ahead into across the line. Stone to the right. Theodore shooting, save, rebound is loose. They score! Vegas overtime. Another win for Vegas to take a 2-0 series lead. The Flamingos are on the ice. Vegas strikes just a minute and 12 seconds into the fourth period. And a 2-0 series lead for Vegas. Real good call by Duva with the horn just going, eh, yeah. just on and on and on and on and on. The Flamingos are on the ice. Love it. I, um, my colleague Mark Anderson, AP writer here, he uh, his lead summarized the Chandler Stephen, which I thought was fantastic. Um, slashing penalty in the first period, a, re- a re- re- retaliatory cross-check in the second period, Sends Chandler Stevens to the penalty box and results in a conversation with Bruce Cassidy. Bruce Cassidy tells him, let's not let our egos get in the way of having success. It's playoffs. You deal with it. I think that's fantastic because it's kind of direct, but it's also a message it's sent to a guy who can receive it, absorb it, go out, and play hockey. Keep it locked right here. Cofield and Company will return in minutes on ESPN Las Vegas. Interesting news just coming down in the National Football League. You know, they're working on a bunch of stuff like they do every year during the offseason. And they've decided to add in late season flex for Thursday nights. Mm. Weeks 13 to 17. 28 days notice. Give the organizations 28 days notice. Yep. And the flame throwing has begun on social media, and I just heard uh, the Cleveland guy uh, filling in on ESPN National with Freddie. Yeah. Uh, they were just talking about it and, you know, brought up the notion that flexing out Thursday games late in the season isn't very fan-friendly for those who are traveling to games. And the Raiders are probably the number one travel team in the entire National Football League because so many of the Raiders fans have to plan way ahead for their games. Raiders were, Raiders were, Willie, one of the eight organizations that said no. But too many yes votes and it's going through. So flex scheduling, Thursday nights can only be weak. 13 to 17, you can't play two Thursday road games in the season, so that'll eliminate some teams that have a Thursday road game early in the season. So what do you think? John Mara, Giants owner, was very vocal about this. The Jets voted no against it. What do you think? Much ado about nothing or significant? Well, I think there's it's highly significant. And by the Raider, by the way, the Raiders do play within that range. They host the Chargers December 14th. So it could be flexed out if somebody is planning a trip. Um, mainly for that reason is the travel plans. It's different on those 
final weeks where you see the flexing from Saturday to Sunday, Sunday, Saturday, the Sunday night game, whatever it may be, if they flex those games. Because if you're already planning, nine times out of ten, you're planning a weekend trip to that, you know, that where you're going, that, that city. Uh, but here you're talking about a Thursday. So if you're really planning on going on a weekend and all of a sudden the game disappears to a Thursday, big thing is, is you not only are you planning those trips – Air flights, right? They, you say plan in advance so you don't have to pay. Yeah. You know the prices are different. Um, so it, try it, changing your flight a month out sometimes. Not that easy. Yeah, and if you turn around and have to, and you and they flex, and now you have to switch. There could be a charge. So it it, it can be a problem for the fans. They obviously are catering to the networks, yep. the TV well, rights, it's Amazon. the money, it's Amazon. Amazon, right? So Amazon, as everyone who's ever carried Thursday night football has found out. There are a lot of crappy games because late in the season, yep. you know, they've got, you know, it's like a Falcon Fest. You do, you, you have a bunch of five-win organizations. Right. So this is better for us, the general viewer, but those who travel to games are screwed. Now, can we sit here and flip out about the Raiders? And you said the Raiders are, are they on the road on a Thursday or that was a home game? No, they're home. Okay. So the Raiders will be eligible for this, but that would also mean, Willie, that the Raiders would have to be good. In a likelihood to get flexed to a Thursday from week thirteen to seventeen, sure. are they are they going to be good enough to get flexed to a Thursday night? I believe I'm on the right uh, path here. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up as we're talking. Maybe that's not the Thursday, but let's, I have uh, I have week thirteen. Yeah, Thursday November. It looks like Thursday November thirtieth. The Cowboys Seahawks. Right. Week fourteen is Steelers Patriots. It says week 15, 49er Seahawks, but I thought that it said, I thought that I read just now on the Raiders schedule. Um, All right, well, let's hash this out during a break. A yeah. Reminder this Wednesday, Steve Sears Summer Tour set to return for 2024. Cofield and Company live at Ellis Island Casino Hotel and Brewery. Steve will be joined by former UFC Octagon girl Brittany Palmer, who is quite the artist now. That's a real calling, so she's going to be on the show early in the show. You can go to the front yard, take advantage of the great menu there, like the pork belly bites. Also, they've got brisket in the front yard because, you know, they've got the great barbecue joint in the back of uh, Ellis Island. But great day on Wednesday. Come on out. You buy an entree. Steve Sears said, hey, you know what? First beer is on him. It's the beginning of the Steve Sears Summer Tour. What a great location. Ellis Island Casino Hotel and Brewery in the front yard. We'll be live on Wednesday from 3 to 6. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at Willie G. Ramirez or tweet the show at Cofield and Co. or at ESPN Las Vegas. Get in the game at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. Catch all your favorite teams on the -the state-of-the-art 60-foot video wall. The Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar has amazing food and drink specials like you call it cocktails for 12 bucks, beer buckets for 35, and great deals on pitchers. Come early for the weekend breakfast specials with bottomless mimosas and Bloody Mary pitchers. The betting kiosks are open 24-7 and parking and valet are always free. The Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. Must be 21 or older. Please read responsibly. Management reserves all rights. Considering selling your home and want flexibility, this is Alex Rivlin with The Rivlin Group, and we put the choice in your hands. Experience the peace of mind with our guaranteed offer, hassle-free, commission-free, and a speedy closing. Or embrace the freedom of our freedom listing. No binding contracts like traditional agents. Your home, your choice. Contact us now at 702-899-5510 or visit 702cell.com. Who can you trust? The Rivlin Group. We know Vegas. EXP Realty. License S180102. 
Join the Vegas Chamber today. Being a member of the Vegas Chamber sends a powerful message of credibility and that your business is connected to a larger community of organizations dedicated to ensuring Nevada is a great place to live, work, and do business. Joining the Vegas Chamber and becoming part of the largest business organization in Nevada has never been easier. Grow your business within your budget. Visit VegasChamber.com and join today. Sponsored by the Vegas Chamber in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and this station. Finley Volvo invites you to discover the first pure electric SUV from Volvo, the XC40 Recharge. Volvo's first battery electric SUV is fully connected, featuring the first infotainment system designed and built by Google and powered by Android. Hey Google, turn up the heat. With Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store built in, along with legendary Volvo Safety, it's the SUV you've been waiting for. Learn more about the XC40 Recharge at FinleyVolvo.com. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. So again, repeating the news that came out a little earlier, flex scheduling in the National Football League, that is for Thursday nights now. We already know we have the Sunday flex for Thursday nights, week 13 to 17. Were you able to work out the uh, scheduling snafu that you were did. experiencing I, I, on the internet? Yes, I, I, the NFL and I are on the same page. I've straightened them out. Week 13, Seahawks at Cowboys. Week 14, Patriots at Steelers. It is week 15, Chargers at Raiders. Week 16, New Orleans Saints at the Rams. Week 17, Jets at the Browns. Now, when you hear that, in reality, there I could see two right off the bat, like, eh, maybe... But there are some games that possibly might be worth not flexing. It's just well, I would hope that when they make the schedule, the original plan would be those five weeks, they shouldn't be flexed out. Right. But, I mean, in reality, I mean, Jets and Browns, okay, the Jets, that, that might be something where, it's okay, it's a mismatch. Yeah. It's a mismatch, right? The Jets are going to crush the Browns. Do we know that? We'll, but We'll see. Who knows? Deshaun okay. Watson turns back to Deshaun Watson of a couple of years ago. Right. Saints-Rams. Could the Saints be the best team in the NFC Central now? Or, uh, excuse me, uh, NFC South? Nah, maybe. Rams could be dreadful, though. Rams could be dreadful. That's the problem. Uh, Chargers-Raiders could actually be a really good game. You never know. Or it could be a prime candidate to flex out if the Raiders have five wins. That, too. Or if they both tank and the Chargers suck because Staley has blown it again. Uh, Patriots-Steelers <laughs> always, you know, Belichick. And, and the thing is, Belichick and Tomlin, you know, that's the type of game that in that type of uh, environment, that time of the year – you kind of want, you know, because it's, it, it's fun to talk about the history of both coaches, the legacies that they've sort of followed and built and so on and so forth. So uh, the Seahawks-Cowboys might be – that. that's a prime candidate for me. That's the one, you know, that eh, – it You think? Yeah. I think they're both going to be pretty good, at least around 500. Yeah, that's – I, I, you know what you what we have to do is we have to look at the entire schedule for every well, single week. You know, the, the other interesting thing – with this Thursday night flexing is Thursday night really has been a home for a couple of good games, but then just some so-so games. Yeah. So now the now Amazon clearly has complained behind the scenes. Like, we're paying a lot of money for this, and you effed us with the schedule. This stinks. We want flex. How many teams around the league? Because I've always thought that Thursday night is a integrity issue. The yeah. short weeks are ridiculous. Right. So how many good organizations around the league are going to be like, wait a second, now now some of our most important games might be on a short week? Like, that's not fair either. So they've they've kind of worked themselves into a bit of a conundrum here. I didn't read 
in the entirety of terms of the, the clauses. In ter- I know there's a 28-day notice. We know that you can't play on the road twice, right, on the third. You can't play a Thursday right night road game twice. Um, in this situation with the flex, I, I believe it, it would behoove the, the, the owners and the teams to say, if you're going to do that, well, most of the teams, when do, when do the bye weeks end? By week 15? I think it's the last two weeks where it's a full schedule. They could also have implemented, they, they could have requested to, you know, to, to something to that effect. Um, because you're right. I mean, if it's that important of a game and you're putting them on a short week, you also want your full, you know, you want full rest and recovery for your best players, your best teams that are vying for playoff positions. The other news that's out. So is it official? Super Bowl 60? Yes. 2026? Super Bowl 60, 2026. San Francisco. Santa Clara. What do you think? I mean, you just mentioned the key point right there. Santa Clara. The problem is, is the, uh, is there anything, what else is around there? You know I mean? I, I, have they hosted one yet? Yes. Yeah, Levi's has hosted yep. one. So, I mean, there's no reason. Well, I, I, I throw it out on Friday. I'm like, when can we get away from these cities that are driving Super Bowls? But the problem is, now they've added L.A., so that's a driving Super Bowl. Right. Miami technically is a driving Super Bowl if you've ever been there. Tampa technically is a driving Super Bowl. Like, you, have to, you do have to go all around a region. You know where you don't have to drive? Here. Las Vegas. We're perfect. Just about. Might as well just make this a permanent home. It could be. It could be. The uh, the other interesting news that's out there is Green Bay is going to host the NFL draft. What do you think of that? That one was we're, we're going from the area is too big for a Super Bowl to this area is too small for a draft. That one shocked me a little bit just because of all the hype that I've heard, and of course covering the one that was here. But, um, you know, from our own Adam Hill, you know, the drafts that he's attended in the different cities like, you know, Nashville, Las Vegas, where these these cities that have hosted it, New York, whatever. Green Bay? I mean, uh, it's not a knock against that, but where are they staying? What are the attractions? What, you know, I mean, are people, here's the other thing, are people going to want to go there? Hell, can anyone get there and stay somewhere? Because every I mean, indication is that Green Bay has no hotels. I mean, so now, now you're that staying you can, in Milwaukee. Now that you can bet on, you know, in 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 certain not here, but wherever, you know, there's certain areas where you could bet on the the picks, right? Yeah. So if you can have action, well, that's interesting. Why too. not just come to Vegas? Why Amazon not? has a lot of power. How much power do the sports books have? I wonder if the sports books, both with the Super Bowl and with the draft, are like, no, no, you're not holding our Super Bowl. And they don't have that much power, but. You're not holding the Super Bowl in a non-gaming state. They don't have that much flex yet, right? The sports books. Uh, hell, the NFL is dealing, dealing right now with the perception of their players Excuse betting me. and having to suspend them. I think the sports books have plenty of flex and have and are making sure about injuries uh, even more so in announcement and being brought in the loop. The fact that there's going to be kiosks in stadiums, they 100% have a say-so in something. Miss any of the show? We've got you covered. Head to LVSportsNetwork.com and go to podcasts to listen to all of your favorite LV Sports Network shows anytime from any place. You know, I'm excited about our team. Uh, Candace Parker, she's wearing all black shoes with white socks, which is like criminal, but she can pull it off. She's a goat, so we're going to let her do it today, but then we'll talk to her about it after the game, right? 
You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Wait a second. Is there something wrong with that? Ryan McKinnell's in. Hey, Ryan. What's up, buddy? <laughs> what's up, fellas? Good uh, to talk to you. You How's are a. Doing here? We're good, man. Uh, you are a gigantic sneaker person. Black sneakers, white socks. Is is there something wrong with that? I uh, that would be news to me. But Steve, that wouldn't be the first time that uh, I looked like a goofball and 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 had uh, fashion faux pas happening. Uh, I try to be stylish, Steve, but I don't know if you know this, buddy. I'm one year away from forty. I think I kind of got to give up on all that. I got to get my AARP no. card. The gray the gray oh. streaks are hot and heavy. You know this, man. All right, a couple things because you've. Uh... You've titillated me there with the AARP, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, deal, deal's a deal. I'm just... Willie, Willie is a massive sneaker guy. Willie, yeah. do you always go black sneaker, black socks, or do you wear white socks, or what do you go like uh, no show? If I'm wearing, if I'm wearing shorts, I'm usually wearing no shows or ankle. But no, I'm not. I'm I'm matching the sock and the shoe. Okay. All right. I have. I have. He's, enough, the, he's the king of cool on the show. I have enough black socks to go with the darker shoes, the black shoes, and then I have. Um, no shows for like colored shoes and whatever it may be. So, okay. yeah, you know, I mean, I'm how often, of, how, Willie, how often do we even see you in sneakers, man? I mean, I know you work out, I know you're very health conscious, but every time I see you, you got some like alligator skins on, or you know what I'm saying? Some, some, some super, you are the best dressed man in Las Vegas, Willie G. Ramirez. Please don't. Do that me. was a little bit of a save there, but I'm disgusted with you in your opening comments about being down about turning 40 in AARP. I just turned 54. <laughs> <laughs> well we're all on our own timeline you know what willie you're 54 and you're in better shape than i was ever at even at 21 so so buddy you're probably younger than i am willie how often do you use your aarp card <laughs> I, I, the, uh, when i first turned whatever you get at 50 <laughs> i made sure that i used enough to get i got it i i pay i made sure that i got my membership fee paid in discounts immediately so and then i don't remember the last time i've used it I just chucked. I just chucked my card. I just chucked my card on the table because you know I haven't used it at a restaurant, but you can bet your ass for travel. Yeah, if there's like ten percent off, yeah, I'm using it. No, that's when I've used. No shame in my game. Why wouldn't I? Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say that's what binds us all. We are all uh, never too big for a deal. Mine's in my thrifty. thrifty. Mine's in my thrifty. There you go. Mine's in my mobile wallet. I don't even have the hard card. Oh really? I didn't know you mobile wallet. That doesn't even mesh. AARP and a mobile. What are you like? One of out of like seven million subscribers, the one who's using a wallet, Steve, digital wallet. You could have just you could have just left it at one in seven million, baby. That's me. All right, Ryan. I saw you all over town, which I thought was really cool that you were bouncing from fight to fight. But we wanted to start out with the uh, Loma fight. Is it? Can I just call it the Loma fight? Because people were so mad that Haney got a decision and a unanimous decision. What the hell happened? Well, Steve, here we sit on a Monday again, and and I feel like in the boxing world, we're either talking about two things, right? Uh, bad decisions or Jake Paul, and I don't and I don't like this this reality that we're living in combat sports, specifically through boxing. I'll just say this uh, about Saturday, uh, about Lomachenko and Haney. I didn't think it was a robbery, Steve. Right? Like I, I didn't think yep. that it was this egregious misstep it was a really close fight yes but as we sit here and we go over the scorecards we're looking at this this ridiculous score of 116 112 and more so when you look at the judge who scored the fight uh or excuse me scored the 10th round 
in this case for Devin Haney, which was the glaring omission when you looked at it. there That was arguably, if not Lomachenko's best round, one of his best rounds. That's right. And one of the judges gave it to Haney, which it, it, it skews the whole thing. It creates this controversy. And listen, I understand why Lomachenko fans or, or boxing fans in general are upset because it did seem throughout the night that Loma was the more aggressive fighter and landed the cleaner shots. But but again, you know this all too well. Both of you know this. Uh, controversy and boxing go hand in hand, and it's another uh, controversial decision, another emotional decision that leaves a bad uh, taste in fans' mouths, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, the judge you're talking about is Dave Moretti, and I that's yeah. that's the biggest problem I came away with the fight. I I, I actually scored the fight. A draw. I had it 114-114. So I didn't have Loma overwhelmingly win. The problem I had was when I heard 116-112, and then I looked at the scorecard. It wasn't just really the the 10th round either. That was the most egregious. But 8th round also, the other two judges had Loma winning. uh, Dave Moretti had uh, Haney winning it. That's questionable because Loma played good. He had good defense, and he was peppering Haney continuously. Haney landed some shots, and he was the aggressor. But I like Loma in that particular round. So the 8th and the 10th alone, where he was the lone judge on Haney, you change that and boom, you have a draw altogether with uh, with the fight from the judge's standpoint. So once again, speaking with Ryan McKinnell, the Big Mac in, um, with that being said, I personally, this is the second time I watched him in person, Ryan. Yeah. I watched him back in 2021 against Jorge Linares at Mandalay. Now, when I when I say these this phrase, it doesn't mean that I think he's a bad fighter. I was not impressed with the hype that follows Devin Haney. I did not think then that he fell in the pound-for-pound pound, top three, top four. He needed to be in that conversation. And I came away from this fight saying the exact same thing. I'm telling you now, and I've covered both, if he were to fight Shakur Stevenson and Tank Davis next, it's lights out. I do not think that he can hang with either Ooh. one. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, that I disagree with because he hung with Lomachenko on Saturday night. You said it yourself, Willie, right? You scored that fight a draw. I could see it being a draw. I could see it going to Lomachenko. I could see it going to Haney by a round, right? Uh, and that's the unfortunate part is that we're not talking about what a great fight it was. I, I-, I think that Haney showed he could hang with Lomachenko on Saturday. I personally thought he lost a very close fight, but nonetheless, Willie, you know this. Combat sports fans know this. Vasily Lomachenko is uh, damn near as close to a one-on-one as you're going to get in fight sports. What he's able to do, the way he pivots off the front foot, the way he attacks with angles, his speed, uh, you can't train for him, you can't prepare for him, you can't do anything if you're Devin Haney other than get in the ring and fight him. And he did that on Saturday. I know fans... Uh, are displeased with the outcome. A lot of fans, but Devin Haney is tw- you know undefeated. I believe what is he yeah. like 24, he's, he's 24 years old. Twenty four years old. Uh, definitely Willie. To your point, the biggest fight of his career. And yeah. yeah, that's the cool thing. Willie is after this, he doesn't go backwards. You know what I'm saying? Like he's now he's beaten on his resume. Vasily Lomachenko and yeah, Shakur Stevenson or Tank Davis is probably in the near horizon in the near future for Devin Haney, and we're going to find out more about the young man. I just don't, once again, speaking with Ryan McKittle, host of Sirius yeah. XM Combat Channel, Fight Nation 156. Here's the thing. I don't 
Um, you're right, and Lomachenko here. I will say Lomachenko looked better than I expected him to look at for his age. He's just, but imagine Haney fighting Lomachenko when he first wanted him four years ago or whatever it was um, in Lomachenko's prime. You're talking about Shakur Stevenson and Tank Davis in their prime. Now, I will say this. There was a fight that I covered Stevenson at the Virgin that I came away in this with the same feeling, especially with his post-fight comments, and he's almost second-guessed him his own uh, ability. I just covered that Tank Davis fight against Ryan Garcia. Tank yeah. Davis, I think, is better than both of them. I think he has the – I'd give him the edge for pound for pound. If he fights either one of them in their prime, and also remember, he would have to stay where he's at. He also said right. that he's done all he can at this weight. I don't think that he's going to fight either one of these guys uh, for a while. I think it's going to be when age catches up to everybody and the, and your weight's up and you can you can no longer really cut healthily and, 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 and be effective like you were. So now you're at a heavier weight and you're kind of – it's like the fight that we wanted five, six, seven years ago. I think that's when he's going to meet. I think he has no choice but to go up because I think he had a rough time getting down. He turned around and gained about 12, 15 pounds after yeah. he weighed in. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Listen, if, if I'm Devin Haney and I'm his, you know, his, 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 his management, his coaching staff, whatever the case may be, his confidants, right? If I'm in the ear of Devin Haney, yeah, I'm absolutely telling him to wait. You got uh, a very, uh, uh, you got a lot of eyes on a controversial decision on Saturday. People are paying attention. At the end of the day, you came away the victor. Now, Use that, right? Use the momentum, build on it, improve where maybe you think there might be uh, some some room for that, right? And then you set up. I think I think right now, if you're if you're Devin Haney, all due respect to Shakur, and I know they brought him in uh, the the ring afterwards. If you can get Tank Davis, if you can get on a trajectory, if you can start jawing, if there can be a, a more I guess a blossoming of that rivalry. Tank Davis is only 28, right? Devin Haney's only 24. If they do this fight in three years and they're both still undefeated at age 27 and 31 or 28 and 31, oh my goodness, that could end up being one of the biggest fights in boxing. So no matter what you're sitting here on a Monday, you're feeling pretty good if you're Devin Haney. You know what I mean? People are talking about you. Some of the biggest fighters in the world operate within your division or one or two. It's it's an exciting time in that regard, Willie. A lot of young talent and uh, uh, a lot of new blood out there, specifically at these uh, lower weight classes. Ryan McKinnell with us. Big Mac is back. He's up on Cofield and Company, ESPN Las Vegas. we got about three minutes left. i got two things to hit. Uh, one, right. final thing on the boxing uh, just under 15,000 over at the Grand Garden. I know you tweeted out, hey, this is like the venue uh, for boxing. Do you think it is actually a better venue than T-Mobile? 100%. Yeah. Uh, it's not even, to me, it's not even comparable. The the way the crowd sits on top of the ring, the intimacy of it. And for me, Steve, it is the lore. It is the legend. It is the the history that, that has happened in that building. And it's the electricity around a fight at the Grand Garden Arena before the fight not just on saturday friday afterwards it's home base and yeah you can go over to park after a, a, a big event at t-mobile lord knows the vgk fans know this there's definitely a home base feel but nothing for me nothing 
uh, overrides that feeling of being on the grounds at the MGM during a fight weekend, the electricity in the air, the way the crowd re, you know, comes to events, uh, boxing matches, as opposed to like a UFC event, the, the gowns, the pomp and circumstance. I don't know, man, maybe I'm just a, a mark for boxing, but, uh, I, I love the MGM grain and I love seeing fights there. It was awesome to see such a big fight like Haney and Loma, uh, uh get the garden treatment. We got one minute left on the UFC. Uh, this is a card. Over at the Apex, I know you were there. Yeah. Was there a show-stopping fight on that card? I mean, you got to look at the main event. It wasn't a. It wasn't a stopping. There wasn't a, 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 a. There wasn't finality to it. But Mackenzie Dern, absolutely bludgeoning Angela Hill in the main event. The 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 improvement in the striking that she showed. Uh, really a, an amazing all-around performance, and it could potentially set up a, a, a fight with former champion Rose Namajunas. The UFC and Dana White are really high on Mackenzie Dern, and, and rightfully so. It looks like uh, big things are in store for that young lady. She is uh, extremely talented. So that was the, the the big takeaway from Saturday for the UFC, Steve. What do you got coming up this week? You got anything on tap on uh, 156? Yep, I'll be talking to uh, the the Fight Nation out there on Thursday with the aforementioned other side of that main event, Angela Hill. Angela and I are going to be doing the show on Thursday, so we'll be covering everything in the the week of mixed martial arts and take a, a look forward to the weekend. Ryan, good spot, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Good talking to you, Steve. There he is, Ryan McKinnell. He could say good talking to Willie. Most of the conversation with Willie. I don't know what happened there at the end there. Some kind of disconnect anyway. Uh, let's give away two tickets right now. Las Vegas Aces. You get to sit in the ESPN fan zone. This is all brought to you by our friends at Westar Credit Union and Finley Volkswagen Henderson. The links are in town. It's not the home opener. It's the next day. They go back-to-back in a belly-to-belly with the Aces at the MUA, Mick Ultra Arena. You can grab your tickets at AXS.com. That's AXS.com. But we'll do caller seven right now. Links and Aces, second home game of the season. Three six four eleven hundred caller seven. My lord, what the Aces did to Seattle! I'm not going to get too jacked up about it. We'll hit it in the middle of the show. I know Willie already gave me the tisk 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 on the big margin, one hundred five to sixty four. The Aces just smash the Seattle Storm. But I think this is what the league was looking for—a dominant team—and they set up another team to be dominant. But oof, oof. New York Liberty, what the hell's going on? They lose the opener, so we'll get to that in the four o'clock hour. It's Willie, it's Cofield, it's Ari here on a Monday. So we're live in the Finley Toyota Studios.